Welcome to the Two Talkative Teachers podcast. I'm Franska from Teaching Down Under on Instagram and with me today is Kelly, my co-host from Miss Mattock on Insta. Today we have Ruby joining us, a colleague and a friend. Hi Ruby. Thank you for having me on the podcast. I'm a little bit nervous. This is my first time on the <laughs> well, It's our first time having a guest. every time. So. <laughs> Don't worry. So welcome. Um, we are excited as well because you're we our are. first guest on the podcast and I know that we've been trying to get this in the pipeline since August last year before yeah. the yes. lockdown. We need to put up the questions that we sent you just to remind <laughs> ourselves because Ruby has actually um, is working in our new entrance team but Ruby is not primary trained, you are early childhood trained aren't you Ruby? I am, I am and I see lots of people have questions about this on the primary page uh, wanting to know if they need to do extra training yeah. and all of that so it's definitely something that comes up for a lot of people. Yeah. So can you tell us your story about how you've got to where you are here today? Of course. So I um, trained at Otago University. I did a Bachelor of Teaching, but specialising in the early years. Um, once I finished that, I moved up to Auckland and got a job working at an ECE centre with actually Franska. Yeah. But we were in different rooms. So I was with the toddlers then and you were with... I was with preschoolers. Yes. Yeah. Um, and I enjoyed that for a little bit. But I kind of just, I don't know what changed for me. It's quite a different environment. Like it's very different um, that you've got a lot more like teacher support around you because you've got so yes. many more adults. Um, but it's a lot more like physically demanding because yes. you're bending down, you're changing nappies, you're um, being a second mother to some of these children, which can be quite emotionally draining and also quite physical hard work. Definitely. Um, yeah. And also lots of the centres are open for such long hours now and I would just go home exhausted and I feel sorry mm. for the little people in some of those centres. They're there till 6 o'clock at night. Some yeah. of them, and I know some of them across Auckland especially now are open from 7 to almost 7 sometimes yeah. because they're just the need for those working parents. Um, so I think that was a little bit of it as well, just that freedom of... Mm. If I want to leave at four o'clock, I can, and it's yeah. not. I'm not tied you get the down. Holidays I get the school. holidays, and you yeah. also get a bit more control of what's going on in your classroom. Yes. Like although we do like team planning and long-term planning, and then we've got the curriculum. Within a ECE, it's still, and especially depending on what style of ECE you mm -hmm. have. Like we had a regio um, ECE, so it's quite mm. structured with what you can do and what you can't do. Whereas yes. in the classroom, you've got a bit more freedom, really, don't you? Definitely, and I, I do really enjoy that autonomy over my class and what we can do and what I feel like the children need to be learning and stuff. Um, and especially at that ECE, it was quite big. And so you're working with quite a lot of teachers. Mm. And so there's lots of ideas and I mean, they're all great, but it's, hard to kind of get that one track of okay this is what we're working towards yeah. at the moment because everyone's got so many great ideas but it can often um be spend lots of time talking and deciding and what decision yes yeah. yeah so what made you decide to give primary school a go so after doing ECE for a while in Auckland I actually decided to do the whole overseas experience thing and went over to London and got a job in schools over there and so that was kind of my first experience at dipping my feet into primary, um, not in a New Zealand setting, obviously, so it is slightly different. But I really enjoyed working in primary schools over there. Um, and I knew when I came back that I wasn't keen to go back into ECE. I was ready to make that leap mm. into, into primary. I think for me, just 
I love the, the early years in primary and seeing all that learning that they do. They come into your classroom, they don't know how to read. They might know how to write their name. If you're lucky, you might get a little bit more than that. But at the end of the year, they're writing full sentences. Like it's just so amazing all that learning that happens. So, so fast, yeah, fast paced. And I just found it so exciting. So I knew that I definitely wanted to come back and get into primary in New Zealand. Yeah. If um someone else was thinking of making the change to primary from early childhood, what sort of advice would you give to them? If you can go have a look at your local schools and go see if you can. I don't know, start to make those connections. Um, I know it's always hard to kind of give up your job and go and do something else, but you could either try volunteer one day a week, being like a TA or um, something like that, just to get experience to see if it is something that you really want to do. Um, another option is what I did, and I opened up a role growth class in term, I think term four I did mm -hmm. it, but quite often throughout the whole year, um, new entrant classes are opening up in either terms two, three or four just as those numbers kind of roll in when they turn five um, and it was just a, it wasn't a permanent position so it was just for fixed term, fixed term yeah, till the end of the year It's a good little taster of like what it's like and whether you would like it so like you could ask for leave from your job for you know a few months mm -hmm. and get a job doing primary role growth for a couple of months and then yeah. you can always go back into early childhood or you might stay primary exactly yeah. and it's just a, yeah like you say a good little tester to see if you really actually enjoy it and this is where you want to be and um, luckily my school is very play-based and so they really valued having an ECE but of course there was lots of learning for me as well mm. but I got sent on reading courses. I the school let me go in and view how teachers do other things like reading and writing that I didn't have as much as experience yeah. in. Um, so you definitely need a supportive school, but but they wouldn't hire you if they didn't want your experience at the exactly. same time. Like they, like lots of schools, especially in the lower primary, really valued Tafariki and like that philosophy and that curriculum. Mm. So I think you, although you didn't have some knowledge in some areas you brought a whole heap of knowledge in other areas yeah, so I think yeah. you know if they didn't want you they wouldn't have hired you exactly so they need yeah. to make accommodation for that as well don't they yeah definitely yeah. what about training because yes. I think from memory when I did my degree that you in primary trained can go up to year 10 but mm. can't go down but ECE could go to like six years old but I feel like that's I changed think it again. has changed because I know that and when I was in ECE, if you were primary trained, you could come work in ECEs, but you weren't actually counted as qualified in ratio, but that has since changed. So I imagine mm. it would have changed the other way as well. Um, yeah, I know with us, primary, you can go up to year 10. I don't think I'd want to go up to year 10, no. but you know, <laughs> each their own. And I'm pretty sure you can go down, because yeah. I, I was primary trained, I worked in the same centre as Ruby yeah. as a teacher, even though I was relieving, I was there every day for a year and a half. Mm. But would you be included in the ratio? I was in the ratio. Yeah, you were. Oh, yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. Um, and even for like myself in ECE, I can teach at any age in primary, but it's mm. up to the discretion of my principal. And to be honest, yeah. I probably wouldn't 
want to. It would be a whole lot of learning for me yeah. to go into a year five, six class. I would be constantly at yeah. my team leader's door be like, well, am I doing this right? But and I think that's the same for any, like for me being in the prime, like junior primary, going up to year five and six, I would be exactly the same. Yeah. Like they asked me one year and I cried my eyes out and I didn't want to go. <laughs> and luckily they were very good and they didn't make me. But I was like, I, I genuinely think some people are really good at the junior yeah. years and some yeah. people are really good at the senior years. And like, I know lots of schools try and make people swap around every couple of years to kind of grow your knowledge. Mm. But some people just, it does work for them yeah. and like the same way for a year five and six teacher to come down to a new entrant class that's a whole different ball game yeah that was my next question for you that we don't have written down I know you haven't had much experience in the older yeah. classrooms but yeah. would you give any advice to somebody that is wanting to go the other way from up higher to come down what um I what guess, would advice would you give me? I guess the same, just if you are interested, give it a go and just make sure you have that support network around you to, you know, ask those questions and yeah. Observing is really powerful, right? Especially so in those powerful. massive changes like that. Yeah. yeah. If you um if you had someone who was thinking of making a change from early childhood to yes. primary and you gave them a little toolkit of things mm. that are really useful, it could be like ideas and concepts or it could be like physical, like a timer or something. What would be like your top few things that everyone needs to have to do the swap? Okay. Um, I think it's so important to definitely, if you can, possibly do some PD, even just like you say, observing mm. um, another teacher in reading um, because it, you know there are certain skills that they definitely need to kind of be learning. Um, but you know, there's other little practical things, just like knowing how to stop the children to get them to listen to you and mm. things like hands on head that means stop and yeah. all those little things that I just didn't know when I first came and it's definitely got 24 of your own children and there's one of you versus like a one to three or even a one to eight ratio like it's very yes it's very different I think crowd control yeah you definitely have to be very organized and know exactly what you're doing when at different times yeah. of the day and just routines are so important with those little people because if they know exactly what's happening in the day it just makes your life so much easier mm. um yeah so nothing like physical it's yeah. just those those concepts and ideas yeah. yeah yeah the experiences i've had of being in a new entrant classroom it seems really fast paced for the the teacher the, the kids mm. are kind of going with it and yeah. then the teacher's like running around because it's like we've got 20 minutes of opportunity here yeah. and then it, the attention span is oh, a lot yes. shorter than with the older ones so do you find yeah. that it's goes for really fast your day must my, go really fast my day just disappears so quickly and it could mm. be the same for you up yeah, here yeah. In, in the year one and twos um yeah you're just trying to grab them and do a short little burst of learning with them all the time while the rest of them are doing their own independent thing mm. the days just disappear so who is somebody that you look up to or a role model for you do you know what i don't have like a specific person but we kind of touched on this earlier I think it's so important to like be aware of what's happening around you because mm. that is one thing in primary is you can get stuck in your own little bubble of your classroom um, and you don't get to interact as much with the other teachers and so many fabulous things are happening in classes next door or classes further down the school so I think it's so important to keep those connections and 
walk through and see what's happening or if you can go observe and mm. if there's an area that you're really interested in that you know that teacher's really passionate about it just yeah learn from each other yeah yeah, and it can it, be something so small that you mm. just take away, but it makes quite a big impact on, on your practice, eh? Definitely. Really yeah. You do miss that going from working in ECU with all those wonderful teachers to then by yourself. And you think like, oh, I wish I had this person here to help me with this art, or yeah. I wish I had this person here to help me with this, you know? Like, it can be quite lonely, but also it's very different. And like you say, like, it's hard to know what's going on in other people's rooms mm. unless you can see, especially in like a real single cell class. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah, and especially moving from EC when you've had that reassurance that you are doing the right thing and you're in your own little bubble, you're kind of like, oh no, am I am I doing the right thing? Should I yeah. be doing this or should I be doing something else? Or yeah, you kind of get that teacher guilt of yeah. And I guess not. also in like EC, you're having like constant observations because you're always surrounded by other people. Yeah. Whereas in primary, you get like your formal observation, yeah. and for that one moment, you're like. Ah! Am I doing it right? Like, I hope they like what I'm doing and, oh, my yeah. lesson is not going to plan and my yeah. kids are not doing what they're supposed to be doing. But with ECE, it's a constant thing. Mm. Which So that's a kind of different um, aspect to it as well. Yeah, but, definitely. Yeah. Do you, do you regret the change or have you, like, do you love that you've changed? I love that I've changed and I couldn't really see myself going back to ECE. Yeah. Um... If I did go back, I'd definitely be working with the four-year-olds, I think. Yeah. Um, but no, I love primary school. I love the, the flexibility of it. Mm. Um, yeah. In terms of parent involvement, yes. do you find that's quite different in a school setting compared to an ECE setting? Yes, although not recently because of, yeah. because oh. of COVID. Um, I'm suddenly seeing all my parents at my door again and the parents are very excited to be back. Oh, and, that's cool. Um, it's lovely to have them back in, but it's definitely getting used to... Um, having them so close. Having them so <laughs> close, yes. We have these lovely big windows, yeah. which are great. But like um, fishbowl sometimes. Yes, we are. Um, but do they no. come and do parent help and stuff like that so, at your level, usually? Yeah, they previously would come and, like, even just put away books and things mm. like that, just those little odd jobs, or come in and help make Christmas decorations or do baking or things like that. So I think there's definitely a lot more parent help in primary. I think in ECE, you kind of, I don't know whether that perception of ECE is still different a little bit. Mm. Like I'm dropping my kids here because I need to go to work and yeah, it's, you know, still finding that balance between learning and care, and you know, it's it's are, everything. There are more obvious. So often you can get you can get those little jobs done like throughout yes. the day because if you're often in one big room and you don't need like reading books, for example, that then exactly. are stored in another part of the building and you've yeah. got to go and get them. So it is quite a different, a different um, relationship, but it's also a much closer relationship with the children for the fact that like you're you're helping them with like toileting and things yeah. like that which you're not really doing as you still do it sometimes but it's not as much with a older child and like having those conversations with parents about nappies and that sort yes. of thing like it's a bit of a a different relationship but it is you still see lots of them and have good chats with them yeah too. i find um with my relationship with the ece provider that my two children go to 
I do kind of bounce ideas off them about what I should do about things like that because yeah. they mm-hmm. have so much and some of them don't have their own children but they're just yeah. so experienced with it it's, it's like do you think I should get rid of the dummy this way or yeah. you know yeah. like it's um it's really nice to have them as a sounding board and yeah. I can imagine with a new entrant child and a parent being a new parent in the yes. school that they'd probably be like that with you too with their yeah. learning definitely with their learnings that they've never well especially the new parents the new school. parents yes they they get these books and they're like well how am I meant to be yeah teaching my child how to read it's what's like, well, the right way yeah exactly so we get lots of those questions about what's the best way to do reading with them and if they're hating it what do we do and stuff so it's not as much of the care yeah. side of things but the more formal learning yeah mm. Cool. Thank you so much for being our first guest today. It's been so nice to have you here. I'm quite tempted to uh, completely flip and give New Entrant a go. I've been saying that for a few <laughs> years been. now, but we I haven't kind about of. Stopping at one point, didn't we, we did. Um, oh my goodness, what was I thinking? <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, thank you so much for coming. It was really nice to chat to you. And if anybody has any questions about changing from primary to early childhood or early childhood to primary please send your messages through and we can definitely get in touch with ruby again to answer those for you thank you so much for having me see ya bye thanks so much for listening to our podcast you can find us both individually on instagram or together at two talkative teachers if you have any podcast topic requests you can email us and our email is found in the description of this podcast or dm us on instagram 